You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. What's up, world? We are back. This is season three of Misunderstood Podcast, and I have a returning guest here today, Brandy Both. You've been on the show. This is the third time. You, I think you've been yeah. on every single season. That's so exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. You're so uplifting. You're so positive. And I think what we're going to sp- talk about today is expectant hope, which is so important, especially with like what we have gone through the last two years in the pandemic, lives have changed, plans have changed. So Brandy, when I reached out to you, you actually said, this is something that's kind of been in your heart, heavy on your heart. You wrote a book, you have all of these tips in your head, you have a podcast, but out of everything you could possibly discuss on the show today, you wanted to talk about hope. So why don't we just kind of, you know, dive right into it and lean into why this is such an important topic for you. Ooh, well, for starters, thanks for having me. I love coming on here with you. And I swear one day we just need a show where it's just like the Kelly and Brandy show. Yes. And we'll just talk about all the things every single week because yes. it's like my favorite show to be on. Yeah, um, thank you. I think that in this season, I just personally have found my place, found myself in a place of, I don't want to say like the uncharted territory or Mm -hmm. unprecedented times or any of the things that we've said so many times in the past year, but I found myself in a, in a place that I'm not familiar with that doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like something I've experienced really before in my past. Mm -hmm. And it's not true to my spirit. It's not true to my soul. And I've personally struggled with that. And I didn't even realize where I was at. And so I just want every single listener to know that when I come on here and I say, I'm going to talk about expectant hope today if you're feeling like that sounds great, I'm going to click next right now because I don't yeah. want to hear about a hope, <laughs> then this is seriously the episode for you because I just have been in a place where I didn't really feel super hopeful about this year. And yeah. so this is something that I'm applying to my life right now. And it's crazy because you can look up and realize that like, I don't even know how I arrived in place feeling a little hopeless. And so when I started kind of leaning into it and digging into it, I'm like, I'm the girl who lives for a new year. I'm the girl who lives for a new week, a new month, a new planner, a new calendar. Like, give me all the things that I can write all the new goals in. And yeah. like, I love, I love a fresh start of this is our opportunity to go and set new goals and go after new dreams and achieve more, right? And so for me to have found myself this year in a place where I literally, typically on New Year's Eve, I'm telling my husband, I'm like, babe, this is our year. Like, this is going to be our year, you know? And this year I was like the little like shrug emoji, meh, you know, like, I don't know. And, and so as I leaned into that, I realized that the past two years of what we've all walked through and it looks different for every single person, but it also looks really similar at the core of, 
of what we've all experienced. And it's the Mm -hmm. one, it's the through line, right? Like it's the through line of no matter if you were getting engaged and planning a wedding, or if you were launching a book and starting a company, we all had this, this through line of this thing hanging over our heads that was disrupting the way that we were accustomed to doing life. And it was changing things. And so I think if we backed up to where you and I first met that, you know, or the beginning of 2020, like January of 2020, you know, I was set for a book launch. I was set for a book tour. I was set for a speaking engagement tour. I was set to launch the hat company and have, have, you know, shows, different pop-up shows across the U S. And so all of these things were set to be this massive year and it was all taken away. You know, it was, it was all taken away literally in a matter of 48 hours. And so what I didn't realize then that I realize now looking back over two years is that I've walked through a, I've walked through the seven stages of grief in that time period. Mm -hmm. I've walked through grieving the loss of everything that I had hoped for and grieving the fact that business looks different now and grieving the fact that holidays and celebrations look different now and grieving the fact that I've missed time with loved ones and all of the grief that we've encountered. I went through the shock, you know, as one stage, Uh um, the anger as a stage, the bargaining as a stage, like, and it's like each stage, I didn't realize I was just trying to make all of the little like balls fit into the holes that they're supposed to fit into, you know, like on a little, on a little game. And so what I've realized at the, at the end of this past year, at the beginning of this new year, I've reached the final stage, which is acceptance. And I've reached this acceptance of life is exponentially harder than it was before. Not in a way that I'm, that I'm experiencing the difficulties and the trials that a lot of people in the world are, but just in the way that ordering Christmas gifts for your kids online is way harder. I had gifts that never showed up this year and just got lost, you know? And it's like going to the grocery store and wanting to make your favorite recipe and then being out of four of the ingredients that you need for your favorite recipe. It's just these little things that have stacked up to where that now we've, I've accepted the fact that this is what it is. Like we've Mm -hmm. accepted the fact that if I want a new vehicle, I'm going to have to order it and wait eight to 10 months to get my new vehicle. If you want a felt wool hat from me, you're going to have to wait four months to get it at this point. That's crazy. Because the hat industry is so far behind. It's wow. crazy. And so, so, you know, it's like, it's like, I think as I was accepting these things and as I was saying, this is life as it is, and this yeah. is what we do we pivot and then we, you know, and then we try to reinvent and then we try to accept. But as I arrived at this place of acceptance, I also realized that while I was accepting life being exponentially harder than what it was, I had also like let go of my hope. I had let things slip because let's be honest, in the last two years, there've been a lot of things that we've hoped for that have not come to fruition. And so, or for me personally, right? I And I know, I know other people have experienced this as well. And so it's not like I haven't lost hope or faith in love or in Jesus and the people that are important to me, just in the expectancy of really good things happening and, yeah. and really big things that I would hope for. You know, where in the past, it's like, 
I've got all the dreams. I've got all the goals. I've got all the hopes, all the expectations. And so when I realized that I was accepting that phase of life and I was accepting that I had let my expectant hopes slip away, I was like, oh, wait, like, do I need to hope for things? Do I need to hope that that this happens with my company? Do I need to hope that this happens with our lives? Do I need to hope that this happens with our marriage? Do I need to hope that this happens with our children? And so, you know, I'm, I'm a Jesus girl. So I started leaning into like scripture and talking to him and saying, like, why do I feel, why do I feel like I don't have hope? Why do I really feel like I'm going through the movements? I'm going to like cross my fingers, hope the other shoe doesn't drop, hope that the bottom doesn't fall out. Like how terrible is that to go into a new year with that type of, that's what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, like, as I studied the word, I was led to uh, the book of numbers and it was talking about the Israelites and when they were wandering in the wilderness and they started complaining to God because it wasn't happening on their timeline. And they started complaining to God about it being too hard and too difficult. And they wanted to turn back and, you know, and so God says, he, he lists out and he says, they've seen all the wondrous miracles that I've done. They've seen my works and they still don't trust me and listen to my voice. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, for me personally, that was like, boom, shot to the heart. What I needed to hear that he's told me to trust him and listen to his voice. All throughout the Bible, it says have faith and talks about hope and how we have hope and how we have faith. And there's like a hundred verses in the Bible about faith. And then if we talk about hope, you know, the script like Hebrews 11 and one is the one that says faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. And if you look at different translations, the word substance is substituted in a few different translations. So it's substituted to say faith shows the reality of what is hoped for. There's like several different words that basically mean your faith is your, is the proof of what you are hoping for. And so you really can't have one without the other. Like they go hand in hand. So So, I have a question for you. Whenever, I don't know, people kind of rebuttal and they're like, it's not about being, I'm I'm not hopeful. I don't want to be hopeful anymore. Too disappointed. I've had too many bad things happen. It's about being realistic. Like I'm just trying to set realistic expectations for myself and for this year and that sort of thing. What would you say back to that? Would you say that that's, they go hand in hand or would you say that, you know, realism doesn't mean that you can't still be a hopeful person? I think you can be realistic all day Mm. long, but, but we're not called to be realistic. Like we Mm. live in, we live in reality, right? And so reality is where we exist. But even if you break down that scripture with the translation, like faith shows the reality of hope, Mm. like we're called to hope. We're called to have faith. And so if you want to go through the Bible, my favorite book, no one was called, like God never says like, look, look around you, look at the reality of your circumstances, just stay in the perimeter of these circumstances. No, he calls everyone up and out of their circumstances. He calls everyone up and out of their reality. He calls the man at the pool at Bethesda, you know, when he asked him like, if he wants to be healed and the man makes excuses about well, you know, everyone beats me to the pool because they can walk and I can't. And God's like, no, 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 it's not what I'm asking you. And Jesus is like, do you want to be healed? The man's reality was that he can't walk, that he's laying next to a pool and he's wanting to be healed. But Jesus's faith and hope is that if you want this miracle, you can have this. Like, don't tell me about your reality. Yeah. So 
So I think for me personally, um, I can show you the reality of where I'm at right now. And the reality of where I'm at is there's a lot of stuff that's freaking hard right now. I mean, in the honest to goodness truth, but yeah. And so many others, you know, obviously going through this phase. Yeah. But I think that when we quit hoping and when we quit having faith for me personally, I'm not able to listen to call it whatever you want, your creator, the universe, whatever my, you know, mine's, mine's a God thing. But when I, if I'm not leaning into that hope and I'm not leaning into that faith, I'm not listening and I'm not really hearing where it is that I'm being called up to. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit in this reality. I'm going to be like, the reality is that if I can just pick up my kids from school and cook dinner and accept that things are really hard right now, that's the realistic side of where we're at. Mm. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not going to stay there. I don't want to sit there. Yeah. I want to move past more. Yeah. 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 I want to, you know, I want to, you and I are both super goal oriented. And so revisiting like what it looks like to when, when we're called to like step out in, in obedience or we're called to follow our calling or we're called to follow our purpose or whatever it is that you want to label it. You have to continuously be hoping and expanding your mind. You have to continuously be pursuing the goals. You have to like, you know, I know that people say like, Oh, I don't want to hear about leveling up, but honest to goodness, like we weren't called just to stay where we are. We were called to gross, right? We were called to grow. We were called to do more. Yeah. And I, I can relate so much to that just because with the beginning of COVID, it was interesting to watch how certain people reacted to it being in isolation, being in quarantine, you know, having everything shut down, having plans changed. Because I remember speaking to, I think it was my trainer um, last year. And uh, so many of us like gave ourselves like a month, two months, three months of like, whoa, what just happened? Okay. We're at working from home. I need to set up a desk. Like, you know, okay, everything's canceled. Okay. I didn't get this. Like I know in my experience, that was the phase, like I had just lost Miss California and I was grieving that loss. And then on top of that, like my big California adventure with Austin, like came to a screaming halt and like, we had nothing in 2020. But after those two months of kind of like taking it all in, I was like, what can I do right now to help propel me toward the goals I think God has in store for me? You know, like maybe like you, like I was, you know, hoping to do more speaking engagements and go to school and I was volunteering and become a mentor at USC. I had all these plans. I was like, I can't do that anymore. Okay. But like, what are the little things that I can do to help continue to propel me forward? And, you know, one of them was starting the podcast and I was like, okay, this is something I can do. I can focus on, I can build. And people had like quote their COVID projects, but it's, it's like a small thing that kept that hope alive. Like, okay, he's using me for this. Maybe it's not in the medium I wanted or I hoped for, or I thought it would happen, but it's still a little thing I can control and I can start contributing to over time. And that has made me see that bigger picture now that we're nearing the other side of, you know, the last few years didn't go according to plan, how I thought they were going to go, but that doesn't mean life has to stop. That just means it's being redirected in a different way. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, I had, I started podcasting in 2018 mm-hmm. and then 
it was like you and I talked about this. It was like September of 2020. I just was, I was tired. Like there was a lot of noise. Everyone had an opinion about everything. There was a lot of discourse. There was a lot of, I mean, everything was amplified. And I was like, okay, I, I need a break. Like, I don't even want to hear myself speak right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at that time, God was like, you need to rest, like just take a rest. And so I did, that was September of 2020. And then it's like, I've been really, you know, leaning into like, okay, God, like, how will you use me? How do you want to use me? Like, you know, I'm big on vocational stewardship. We, we talk a lot about that as far as the hat company and social enterprise. But, and so I love speaking about social enterprise and the need for transitional employment and providing opportunities to the under-resourced, but there's still like more that God likes me to speak about. And so mm-hmm. as I'm, I've been leaning into like, okay, God, what should I hope for in, you know, ministry and sharing your word and empowering others and lifting others up? And he's like, hey, do you remember that podcast platform? of you that I told you to take a rest. Like I told you to rest. I didn't tell you to stop. I told you to rest. He's like, get back to that and use that to speak into others. And it really provides a source of hope for me, like podcasting. Mm -hmm. It's not only for me to pour into others with it, but it fuels my soul. And so I think when we start talking about the things of how do we have hope and how do we how do we find hope if we're feeling a little hopeless in this place right now? Mm-hmm. Like find that which truly fuels you and fuels others. If you can find something that's a two-way street there that you know it's giving you renewed hope, it's lighting us like lighting a fire underneath your feet, it's leaving you motivated and encouraged, it's putting you in a place with like-minded individuals do that. Like go do more of that. And yeah. I'm getting fired up because like I'm preaching to myself. I'm yeah. like, do that, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I think also, you know, I know we're talking about like hope and, and being hopeful and, and I know I want to get into your five steps, five ways to have hope as well. But I think one thing that's helped me a lot and these kind of, you know, discouraging two years <laughs> has been, really listening to when I am happy and it's not the same as it was previously, you know, before things that made me happy. I loved glamorous date nights. I loved weekend getaways. I loved competing. I loved doing photo shoots. I love buying a nice outfit to go to like a really fun event. I loved girls nights. I loved worshiping in person. I loved, you know, like having all these, these extra extraneous things. I love speaking in front of a classroom full of people. Like now that has changed tremendously. So during COVID, it was like, okay, like what are the things that are happening that are really making me happy? And I'm like, I still love encouraging other people. It just may not be through the same avenue as what I was doing before. I still love spending time with Austin. It just may not be at a big, huge concert like we were going to previously. I still love connecting with people through social media And, you know, trying to encourage and inspire them, that's something that I can keep doing. So kind of like over time, like tapping into those things of like, that's where you're being drawn to. And you may not recognize it because it looks different than what you were doing previously in our past lives. But (laughs) in this now present life, like you said, things have completely changed. Like what is still making you happy and how can you continue to evolve that in a new way, like a new facet? which 
is kind of exciting. Like now I feel like I have this totally different opportunity. Like my, it's almost like my, my plate has been cleaned and I'm like starting completely new because what I was doing in 2020, like 2020 Kelly is so different than 2022 Kelly. And I actually think it's better. Like I think in a lot of ways, like the extraneous things that we were distracted by, it's it's been removed from my life. And so I can really like focus in on the simplicity of encouraging people. Like, no, it doesn't have to be with like my face on a poster at a university. Like it can be something as little as like posting encouraging story on Instagram and then boom, 2000 people saw that. And that's more people that I would have speaking, spoken to at that university, you know? So it's been interesting to, to narrow in and focus on that. And that has made me more hopeful to be like, huh, I wonder like what the next couple of years have in store for me, because these last two have not looked like I thought they would, but they've still turned out. Okay. Like my mission is still being accomplished. It's not in the way I originally thought. Yeah. And I think, I think there's so many ways and that's like, you know, one of the things that I have, it is looking back, like being able to look back Mm -hmm. in order to renew your hope and in order Mm -hmm. to see the expectancy, because if we can look back and we can see the ways that things have not gone our way, if we can look back and say, you know, remember when I hoped for that one thing and it didn't go our way, but then actually this came out of it. And this is what I learned from it. This is what I gained from it. This is how it impacted my life. That's like, that's one of the key factors that I have for ways to be able to be hopeful in the future is to look back and see when, when we had things that sure, they weren't exactly like we hoped for them to be, but in the end, they turned out to be exactly part of the plan for our life. You know, you, you and I have the exact same types of goals in life. And so, yeah, it's been really big on my heart about look, I can go and speak in front of a group of 500 people. I can go and reach people on Instagram and a podcast and a Facebook that is there that, that continues to grow over time and reach more people over time. And even if it reaches the one person that it was meant to reach, then I'm being obedient and I'm doing what I'm called to do. So I think we can look back and pull out, just pull out the goodness that you can see in the past. It takes work. That's the hardest part. Like, okay, so let's get into the five ways you, what you said, five ways to have hope. That's kind of how you suggested it to me. So again, I think through like applying these steps, it takes work. (laughs) Like everything takes work. And you can just like sit on the couch and be like, this sucks. But when you're going through these difficult chapters, like this won't be the last time we go through something like this. Like that's the beauty of life. Like you have these peaks and valleys and when it's really, really good, you're like, wow, I'm just so lucky. I'm so blessed. But then you're like, oh wait, it's the perspective from those failures and from like, you know, things not going my way, which is why you're so appreciative now. So you have to reflect and you have to work on that and exercise it. But what would you say are your five ways to have hope? You're exactly right because it's really easy to be hopeful and have all the faith and be hashtag blessed Mm -hmm. when things are going (laughs) well. But it's like literally like when you're sitting on New Year's Day on in pajamas on your couch and you're like, okay, New Year, same crap, and you're not really feeling hopeful, that's when you have to put the work in. But it like I'm gonna go right back to those Israelites in the wilderness that they had to put the work in, they had to be faithful, they had to have hope. Instead, they decided to moan and groan and grumble 
and not trust. So we're those people like right here where we're at today. And so the work that you have to do is commit to daily creating expectant hope in your life. And I'm literally doing this daily right now because I have to work on this and make sure that I'm doing this rather than complaining and grumbling. And so that first, when I was talking about being reflective, like literally take a journal out and write down times in the past where good has come out of something that didn't work out the way you expected it to. So for instance, you know, like, so I quit college and walked away from a huge scholarship. I didn't know but, that. Oh yeah. Like oh, wow. I'm, a, I'm a big scholarship college dropout. Oh my and goodness. So, wow. And so like for years, I carried this heavy burden of saying like, oh, you know, I had this giant scholarship. I was an international studies major going straight like foreign service goals. I had big, big goals. And so forever I let myself be paralyzed by the fact that what I had hoped for had not worked out. But now, a lot of years later, like more than I even want to say, but a lot of years later, I can look back now and say every single thing that I had wanted to do with that degree, every way that I wanted to work with people and reach women and help the under-resourced and create jobs and opportunities, I'm literally done in my life at this point. Mm. Like I'm literally doing that in my life. It looks completely different than what I thought it did, Uh but it worked out and it worked out in a way that I was able to have the marriage and the family that I wanted and be with the person God had for me versus what probably would have looked drastically different had I stayed on the court that I was on. And so I can look there and I can list that. Like that's a time that things didn't work out the way that I wanted them to, but they actually worked out for my good. And so I can list, I can let, you can list two things a day if you want. You can list one thing a day if you want, but just daily be listing when has something that didn't work out actually work out for me and for my good. Mm -hmm. And so, and look at like a snapshot of that and be like, if I would have known this is how it would have turned out, would I have hoped for that versus Mm -hmm. what I was actually hoping for? And so the second thing that I, that I personally do is I go back and even the times that I can't see something that didn't work out, having them worked for my good, I list things that didn't work out for me. And I list them as gratitude steps. Like, God, I'm glad I didn't get that job at that time. Mm. And God, I'm glad that we didn't end up moving there at that time. And I don't have to know why I'm grateful for that. I just have to know that I'm grateful for that because it's brought me to where I am today. And Mm -hmm. just like in the wilderness, like I don't have to know why things didn't work out. I just have to be grateful for them not working out because I'm here, I'm having faith and I'm being hopeful moving forward in the future. Yeah. And then, then I list down everything that I'm expecting for the year. And I'm listing this daily, the same things. Like I'm expecting this to happen in my business. I'm expecting this to happen in my marriage. I'm expecting this to happen in my family. Like five things that I'm expecting for the year. And even if I literally feel like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen. Hasn't happened in two years. Don't know why we think it's going to happen this year. I'm literally writing those things down and I'm saying, I'm expecting this. And then the step below that is that I go and I thank God for those things that have already happened. I'm expecting my, my business to branch into a global wholesale market and hit the numbers that I expect it to hit. That would be my step three. My step four is I'm going to go back and I'm going to say, God, thank you for allowing my business to hit these numbers. 
right? And so, and then the fifth thing would be that dig into whatever gives you hope, but not in a rainbows and butterflies. We put up some cute little floral images on Instagram that says something about hope. No, like seriously do a deep dive on where does your hope come from? Where is your hope renewed from? My hope is renewed from scripture. I'm like heavy, deep in scripture right now. And if you don't know how to study scripture, I literally, I Google scriptures about hope. And then I go to those scriptures in the Bible and I Mm. follow a rabbit trail about them. I yeah. go to the concordance in the Bible and I look up hope and I go find where it's mentioned. And then I find what is speaking to me in that moment, right? And so maybe it's some meditation that you need to do that's going to help you get still and quiet and let your mind be quiet enough to hear and listen to that what's giving you hope, like where your source of hope comes from. Maybe you go for a walk and you have some deep inner talks with your creator and you say like, where is my hope coming from? Where is my strength coming from? What is giving me hope? And literally in that space, I have to ask to be given the hope right now. I have to say like, give me hope, give me hope. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I may not feel like I have a lot of hope right now. And last year I did a lot of like searching on clarity and direction. And I did a lot of praying and I was like, okay, I want clarity. I want clarity. Let me make sure that I know that I'm doing the right thing and I'm taking the right step. And the answer that I received on that was like, do you want clarity or do you want omniscience? Because omniscience is knowing how everything turns out. And clarity is just knowing, clarity is just knowing that you're walking in obedience and you're taking the steps of faith you've been called to. And so circle back to that faith is the evidence of, or faith is a substance of things hoped for. Like when we're taking that step of faith, we're taking it in the direction of something we're hoping for. So that's what we just have to continue doing is taking that step of faith, moving forward, hoping for that which is not yet seen. And I think that making sure that we're staying in that space is the only way that you're going to, it's the only way you're going to experience it. Yeah. And I, I do have one more question. I feel like you explained that so, so well, this is like such a good roadmap for people, Um, especially the messages I've been receiving lately. You know, I try to do my best to encourage everyone and I've been getting a lot more faith-based messages, which I think is pretty cool. You know, women who don't know even really how to start their walk and don't even literally don't even know. They've never had like a religious background or anything like that before. So I think this is, this is perfect. And I think it leads into our final question, which we spoke about a little bit before the show. Um, But you crushed a lot of these probably misperceptions of like what hope is and like why it's not bad to have it. But what would you say is the most misunderstood thing about having hope or hope in general? I think hope is misunderstood to begin with because it gets a negative connotation. Mm. You know, we say like, don't get your hopes up or we say, I sure hope so. Or um, hope is not a strategy. But in all honesty, I think like hope is the strategy. Hope is what we need that's going to keep us moving forward. I don't know that anyone is going to pursue that which they're called to if they don't have hopes in the goodness that is going to work out through that, through that, that goal that they're trying to achieve or that call that's been put on their life without the hope, it's literally just dead, right? Like you're not going to do anything with it. You're not going to move forward. But I think as far as if I were to say my own like revelation of what I think I've 
misunderstood about hope. As a person who's always had high hopes and dreams, I don't know that I realize that it takes work to stay hopeful. And so it does not take work to stay hopeful, is what you're saying. No, I think that it's, I think I misunderstood the fact that it does take work. It does take work to stay. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that makes sense. It takes work. You know, like I said, it's like an exercise. Like you're, you have to work on it. You can't just be like, oh, that sucks. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. I I mean, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, you go to the gym, you go to the gym every day and you go to your workouts and you achieve these results and you get the great little, you know, six pack abs that you won. And which, by the way, not happening over here right now. But (laughs) so, you know, you do all the work and it's like, you know, when you leave the gym, you're not just going to miraculously stay in that position that Mm -hmm. you've gotten yourself to. Over time, it's going to slip away. And so, if we're staying attached to the things that give us hope daily, mm-hmm. then we're going to remain hopeful. But if we get sucked into the negativity surrounding us, focusing on the reality of our situations, right. not staying in a place that creates a hopeful environment for us, our hope slips away also. So I think it's misunderstood that you don't have to do the work to remain hopeful. I love that. I love that. That's such a wonderful note to end on. And I'm going to leave all these notes in the show notes as well. As I mentioned before, I mean, listeners need, and this includes myself. I need to add this to my list of 2022. And I'm just, I'm not even like saying this to blow smoke. We need to read your book, The Power Project. And we need to listen to your podcast, The Power Project Podcast. That was so many Ps. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's, I mean, you just do such a great job of breaking this down, you know? And like for those who are feeling confused, lost, unhopeful, just really like unsure of what direction to take their lives. Like you give such great tips. So thank you. And I'm also going to include in the show notes, the links to everything, but can you just share with listeners how they can find everything about Brandy Voth that you've ever started and built because you've done a lot. Sure. Well, if you go to my Instagram, just at Brandy Voth, B-R-A-N-D-I-V-O-T-H, I have links to my podcast, my book, The Hat Company, all the things that I do. And also, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm committed to sharing as much scripture this year as I can with people like myself who need expectant hope and breaking it down to literally how it applies to your life. Because I'm a Jesus girl, but I'm also just your average chick who Hmm. sometimes throws some F-bombs out and sometimes drinks a little too much red wine, but I love Jesus (laughs) and I love scripture. And so you can come hang out with me and it's just in a super like non-judgy space where we're going to hang out and I'm just going to share it with you on my Instagram stories. So that's, that's something that we have going this year. And then if you go to the website, it's the dash com And that's going to have a link to company, the podcast, the blog, the events, like everything that we do, the t-shirt company. And so we're working to really make that more of a robust platform because right now I have separate, the powerhatco.com is its own website. The powertico.com is a website. And so we're working really hard to put the brand all in one space to where that it's super easy to find, like you said, mm-hmm. all the things that we've bounced around between recently. The Power Project book, there's a link to that on on the website. And then you can also get it on Amazon. It's the power project, a journey of purpose, the podcast, the power project podcast is anywhere you listen to podcasts. Perfect. We're, we've been in hiatus since September of 2020, but we are kicking off again. We are 22. So look, look for us. And we're excited to bring you okay. inspiration, encouragement, motivation, and just be like, make the girl that you need 
when you're feeling a little hopeless. Yes. I love that. Well, as always, Brandy, thank you for being such a rock star. You encourage so many people, including me, and you're such a great sounding board and mentor. So thank you. And I'm sure this won't be the last time I see you in season three. So we're signing off for now. Thank you, Brandy. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall.